0: Good evening, y'all. We're going to give everybody another minute to jump on.
1: All right, while we're waiting for everyone to jump on, we are live streaming tonight through our studio to Facebook, to YouTube, and to Twitch, and tonight's topic is going to be making large purchases together. So with that being said, we're going to, of course, try to kick off our podcast with our disclosure As we try to do every time because we don't want anyone in their feelings about our opinion. So here we go. (laughs) Yin Yang the podcast does not own rights to any background music or noise you may hear. This podcast is completely opinion-based and may include adult content, adult language, and verbiage not suitable for any underage viewers. Information found in this podcast may not contain exact accuracy as it is opinion-based. Please listen at your own risk. Yin Yang
0: the...
1: Looks like it was going to try to restart on us, guys. But there's our disclosure as we do every week to make sure that everyone knows what is going on. Now, everyone, please keep in mind that if you're going to comment on anything, please comment on either our studio or our Facebook page. I can't see comments on our YouTube or Twitch as we're live. So... Tonight's podcast, Yeah, I think we've all had this discussion with someone, whether it was in the past, in the present, and if you haven't yet, I can almost guarantee you're going to have it sometime in the future. Oh, yeah. Large purchases. So I guess let's start with, what's your opinion of a large purchase, Sheena?
0: My opinion is something that's like, tastes like a commitment. Like when you
2: gotta sign your name to a commitment Like buying a house or Buying a car Something like going into a big Purchase like over a grand
1: Say to say
0: Something like So when we're talking about this
1: That's what I was gonna ask Are you talking like large purchases are either Something you have to save for or something you take A loan out for? Yeah Or large purchases all purchases over a certain dollar amount
2: Like a combination Of all that like like large purchases over a thousand dollars, stuff that you have to save for, um, things you have to sign your name for, like a big commitment, like all of that needs to be discussed. So I consider that like a, a in-depth large purchase because that takes, um, it's not just like something one and done, like you're going to buy a box of cereal or something. Like it's something like, you know, takes some some depth. To
1: so, it, some in your opinion, is a TV a large purchase? No. Okay. So in your opinion a TV is not a thing that you need to discuss with your significant other before y'all buy it. You I need mean, a TV so you buy a TV.
2: I mean, all purchases I think needs to be discussed as on certain on a some type of level. But like I don't think y'all need to sit down and budget and plan out. Well, it depends on your financial situation. Um True. If you have, I mean, depends on how you are in that particular friendship relationship or whatnot, whether or not y'all have a threshold. I think, you know, everybody who's in, you know, something together should have like a threshold. Okay, you can make purchases using an account for, you know, let's say 500 or less you don't need we don't need to talk about if you want it, go ahead and buy it but anything over 500 like hey we need to sit down and talk about it so tv could fall either way like if you just want a small tv you know that's 100 200 dollars i don't think you know that part but if you want to go buy like something like an 80 inch tv that's over 500 then yeah you're going to take that kind of money out of the account and we we need to discuss when this is purchase is going to be made purchases over a a thousand like major purchases yeah we need to have a
1: real in-depth conversation about it you just made a good point and i'm gonna go off of that point at what point in relationships does a joint account come into play in your opinion
2: when both parties wants to make that type of commitment, I don't think you should have a joint account with someone that you're not committed with, not in a committed relationship with. Okay. Unless you have, like, you have to have some type of commitment. Like, if you're in a business together, then, yeah, that's a joint account. That's a business joint account. You have a business partner. You need a joint account you have a commitment there. Y'all both committed to going into business together. If you're in a relationship, whether you're in a steady relationship or you're in a marriage and you decide to get a joint account, you should be, y'all both should be committed to each other that y'all gonna have long-term success and, you know, set up the rules to the joint account. So if somebody you're dating or, you are know, sleeping with doesn't, qualify I don't think you should get a joint account what are we talking about because you're just kicking it with that person and you're, there's no right. commitment and there's no need to go out and get a joint
0: account or co-sign remember that
1: thank you thank you for adding <laughs> that in there for, for our younger viewers who haven't <laughs> been through what we've been through in life yes um, or oh, you
2: missed last uh, last episode <laughs> when we, we was talking about the co-signing
1: yes Yeah. so All right. So I kind of want to give my opinion on the two things. So to me, large purchases are not things like a television or, and I don't even want to put a dollar amount on it. To me, it's things that you have to sign on, um, like get a loan for or things that you're making any kind of payments on. Those are what I consider large purchases. And that might just be me now. Also, like you stated, um, me and my significant other talk about every dime that we spend. If I'm out and I spend more than 10 bucks that day, we discuss that just because I like us to both know where we stand financially. Um and he does the same. We do not have a joint account. We will not have a joint account until we're married and then only bill bill money will go into that joint account. And that's just a personal preference for me um, because of what I've gone through in my past. Um, I will never have a full joint account with anyone ever again in my life. I did that with my ex-husband. I was cleared out at the end of our marriage, um, and I was the only one working. So it completely set me back. Um, So I will never... Ever do that again, where all of my money goes into one account unless only my name's on that account. Um. So, and that's, but everybody has a personal preference. That's nothing that I've ever hid, and I'm very open and honest. And with my significant other, if you know he ever asked what was in my account or, or asked you know what kind of money we had set aside, I would always show him because we do make those kinds of decisions together. Um. And so. I feel like for the most part it makes sense um and we do have a comment Charles commented in and he said you know it all adds up at first it doesn't seem like much but it'll add up over time and he's absolutely correct
2: right especially if you have those saving goals and like as in the relationship as a couple y'all saving for that House purchase or a car purchase or something big, or you're just saving to have that rainy day fund, you need to be mindful on what you're spending or have that threshold amount saying, okay, it's good to spend under this without permission, but before you spend this type of money, especially if you're dipping into the savings, like if you're dipping into that rainy day fund or the emergency fund, to buy a big purchase, you need to be communicating and both needs to be in agreement that this purchase is going to be made, this money is
1: coming out, <laughs> a nice cup. And this money is coming Sorry out of the savings. Sorry y'all, I wanted to show y'all the blender. <laughs> this is you know, I don't a lot of people pay attention but some don't. I use a different cup on every podcast and I just happen That's to a have cool a blender. Cup. And so I was like, Oh, this is great for large purchases. I mean a blender is not a large purchase in my opinion. Um, but that might be different for some people. You know, blenders are not mm-hmm. cheap either. If you get a good blender, it can run you a couple hundred dollars.
2: Right. I don't know, ninja blenders does more than one thing mm-hmm. than can do everything with those Man, the ninjas
1: <laughs> the ninjas are like the apple to me. It's like buy the ninja and then buy this upgrade and then buy this upgrade and oh, now There's we got this. The ninja's is like this. I, Might as well be eye ninja. hmm <laughs> That part. Um, So what we're going to kind of go over, guys, tonight is the first little while we're going to talk about all the pros. Because there are a lot of pros to large purchases with a significant other. Um, we're also going to discuss the cons um, and then at the end is when Sheena and I will discuss us now. Hold on, we have a something here in the comments, so okay, okay, so and I really like this, so Charles, in our comments on Facebook said, Do not refer to money as your money.' It's like training a muscle. It begins to build up resentment. When they say the little things mean the most, it really does. Um, He actually said it sure as hell does, but I at first wasn't going to repeat it, but I want to make sure it's accurate. So, um, and and he's absolutely correct. I make that mistake. I don't want to say I make that mistake a lot because I don't. Um, I use words purposely the way that I use them, depending on the situation. Um, with me, the whole, your money, like my money, you know, I put, I'll never allow someone access to all of my money again. I don't mean that in a derogatory way at all. I mean it in a, the money I have earned. Um, I don't consider anything my money. If my significant other came to me and said, Hey, we need a new television. We're pulling it from the account. We're getting a new television, you know? I might be mad at him that we need a new television because, I mean, it clearly was his fault for gaming too hard on it, right? (laughs) Um, I don't watch TV unless I just use it for background noise. I use it for emotional support noise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't watch much TV, too. Usually I just put on a movie to
2: help me go to sleep, but, yeah, I'm really listening to it instead of watching it.
1: Right. Yeah, that's I don't now I do every once in a while i watch a movie. We watched um The Lost City last night. So but anyways, we're getting off track again. Right. ADHD. Um so and and Charles is absolutely right. For those of you that can see his Facebook comments, you know, he was saying, like, once you say your money, especially to your significant other, or you know, my money or my this and your significant your significant other can hear that. He's right. They they may f- say that they forgive you, but they're never going to forget. It's always going to be in the back of their head. Um, yeah. I am. Um, in, in my marriage, I made it a point to never do those things, um, which is what hurt the most. Because in the end, when he decided to leave and take everything out of the account. I expected him to take some. I expected him to take enough to live off of, which would have been probably a little less than half um, because I would have never left anyone in that situation. But I didn't expect him to leave it to where I had nothing. um. So, and that's where those decisions for me kind of came from. Um, but enough about that. Let's talk about the pros, the positives. The biggest thing I can think of as a positive is if you're working together with someone, and you're both on the same page, and y'all are making a purchase like this together, then you are saving a lot of money. you know if you're not making that per- if you're buying a house and your mortgage is a thousand dollars a month um and I don't really know where that house is with that kind of mortgage um but <laughs> if you are buying a house and it's a thousand dollars a month, then what it comes down to is. I only got to put in 500 if we're doing it together. So that's 500 a month that I know needs to come out of my account into either the joint bill account or into paying that payment and you do the other half. So to me that's one of the best benefits. What other benefits can you think of?
2: I was about to say that was the main one I was thinking of just now is taking the burden off of each other. Like it's not all on one person when you when you're doing it together because you can say let's fifty fifty it down the middle and you won't have the burden all on one person. Um another pro for making big purchase together, other than that is I don't know that's the that's the main thing I could think of like so all the burden I, <laughs> is not on you and you can save some of your money and you can do the things that you want to do because you're not taking the burden of having to spend all the money all of your I shouldn't say your own all of the money <laughs> right um and and you're not spending all of the money and you can save some or do some things that you like to do um and not all of the money is going towards that one purchase and you know, you're sad because you don't have extra money to do some things you want to do as well. So it takes the burden off of that. That's the biggest con, I make biggest con, biggest pro I could think of is not having that financial burden all on one person.
1: Well, and so let me kind of go over a couple other little pros for you then. Um, Another really big one is emotional bonding and i say that because oh
0: yeah that's a
1: good one it creates so much trust when you're able to depend on that other person to carry their end of the deal that, i think of that but yeah, yeah that's a that, good one because that's that's a kind of trust that you don't always get to feel um right. unless you know you're committed and that's um, the type it also, of trust that i don't really hand out like that but <laughs> well and you can't because how many times have you handed out trust like that and been burned? I did that with my ex and got
2: burned worriedly. So now I'm like, mm, I don't know if I, you know, now I'm kind of cautious. Cautious with my trust, cautious with my feelings, cautious with my money, <laughs> everything. Right. So it's like, when you find someone that you can have that level of trust with, that would be awesome because you can really well, let your guard that down.
1: Tr- trust alone will also... Bring you to like less stress. So it adds a level of comfort because if you don't have as many bills on your plate or you're not paying out as much, there's less stress for you to make sure that you have every dime for this or every dime for that um, because somebody else is, is there on your side helping you. So it's kind of like a more money, more perks kind of situation.
2: Yeah. And finances would
1: really break a relationship.
2: It really would. Um, I think that was like. How did that saying go? The straw that broke the camel's back type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of was like, I won't say the main reason why my me and my ex my marriage ended, but the finances was a good good bit part of it.
1: Well, and I think that's something you got to know about somebody from the beginning. And I do want to pause for just a second because Charles threw something in the Facebook comments and y'all can read it if you want, but he makes a really valid point. You know, even at the beginning of a relationship, I think this is a great idea. Me and my significant other have already done this, Um, but start with $5, throw it in a savings account. Every time you have a little bit extra money, throw it in there. Because later on in the relationship, later on in that situation, there may come some stressful money moments. And financial situations are one of the biggest causes of divorce, period. You know, I didn't really, I have never been, and, and I don't want to make this sound bad, but I've never been dependent on someone um, to carry me financially. I have worked in management positions and taken care of myself ever. So I'm not really good with the situations where people are like, you know, and then like, so when what happened with my ex, when he walked out with all of our stuff and all the money, it completely threw me for a loop because it's the first time in my life I literally had nothing. Now I still had a job and, you know, I was able to come out of that hole in a very good speed. But it was the first time I'd ever been put in that situation. So... I get
2: it. Same for me. Like, when I left my ex, we got divorced. He left me with nothing. So I had to, like, rebuild from scratch. So that's what I mean. I, I understand completely coming from that place why going into another relationship while you kind of hesitant or making big purchase like that or even having that joint account or sharing your finances because mm-hmm. it's like oh can I really trust you on that level because that level that's a high level of trust it's what yeah, well, it is and that's you not don't know somebody the other person yeah you can't trust nobody that's not something Listen, like, to me
1: that's the same level of trusting somebody with your kids
2: Right, it's you know, not trusting somebody to go to the restaurant and get your order right—that's, you know, that's. Yeah, that's one I mean, level you can't
1: trust people to do that these days. These days, I mean, have you ever heard of DoorDash? Because they don't never have my order right. Now. <laughs> I am.
2: <laughs> well your significant other should have your order right. Like he come um, back with your order wrong,
1: then something is wrong.
2: With well, this no, picture. but yeah, my
1: significant other will know the deal. He'll be like, "Listen, this order wrong. Uh, we got no, to fix this answer,
2: like, If I can't trust you to get my order right." And you sleep beside me every night, then we have a serious problem. I'm not gonna trust you with my joint account if you can't get my <laughs> can't get my order right at the restaurant.
1: So what do you think is the proper level of commitment? God, this is such a weird question to word. Because in my head, I know the question that I want to say to you. Like I, I know like, what I want to say. Um <laughs> proper okay, so I, yeah i know the question in my head but for some reason when it gets to my mouth it <laughs> isn't those words um so hold on let me back up my <laughs> a million cups of coffee um i'm gonna take another sip of coffee while you try to get this question right <laughs> yeah i might maybe my throat's dry maybe that's maybe that's why my words are coming out backwards um mm. but i've been talking backwards all day y'all i don't know something's up with me today um so, oh, I know what the word the question was. What do you think is the proper time frame mm. to say we are in a committed relationship? Or is it not a time frame, but a conversation that determines whether you are in that much of a committed relationship to start having discussions like that? Like, what's your opinion on that?
2: I don't. I don't think it's the time frame on it, and I wouldn't put a time frame on it because you never. It just depends with that energy and that vibe you have with that person. Like,
1: you okay, no, no, nope, nope, stop. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna hit you with this then. Devil's advocate. Okay. And by I knew the way, was that me, was coming. <laughs> yeah. And so, devil's advocate means that I'm about to throw a tough question at you. For those people that don't know, devil's advocate is a question that someone asks based off of something you just said to kind of make you double think what you just said. So you just said that there's no time frame as long as the vibe is there and the conversation is there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm a do. We're going to say my name is Stanley. Stanley. Okay, Stanley. All right, Sheena, you and Stanley have been vibing for the last 10 days.
2: (laughs) 10 days?
1: Listen, you said no time frame. so Okay. All right. So you and Stanley have been vibing for the last ten days, and you really feeling him because he really open. He be letting you answer his phone. He be letting you text people back for him. You done gone through my phone. Oh, sorry, Stanley's phone. She went through Stanley. She went. Anyways, I'm gonna start talking. Stop talking like that because I'm confusing my own brain. So. So, you know, everything is confusing me. <laughs> <laughs> everything is, I know you're gonna start being like, Oh, I like Stanley. Um, <laughs> I'm like, Stanley getting it on in these 10 days, we've been <laughs> we doing the most in 10 days. Well, so you and Stanley have been together from sunup to sundown every day. You can check his phone, you can answer his phone. You don't met his mama, you don't met his kids, you don't met mm-hmm. the ex girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, like, we're now we're just co parenting. Everything seems on and good. Right. And then you're in the car with Stanley. He gets in a car accident. His car is totaled. He gets to the dealership to get his new car with his, you know, he pulls up with his rental. He's there to get his new car. And... You know, y'all already talking about, you know, maybe y'all talk about getting in, in an apartment together or something because, you know, he moved fast. That's what that's what Stanley he do
2: way too fast.
1: OK, he is. But but the vibes there and the vibes, right? Do you co-sign for Stanley?
2: I'm not, but there might be somebody out there who
1: would. I wouldn't. Why wouldn't you? The vibe was there. The vibe was right, man. You was feeling Stanley. I saw it in your eyes. I <laughs> saw
2: it in my eyes. There's a little twinkle in my eyes. <laughs> I might be feeling Stanley, but on me, this is just me, my opinion. My co-sign level is way up there because of my past. You know, I got burned by a couple different people for me being too nice and co-signing for people. So now, like, I don't care me and, what's his name, Stanley could be vibing on so many levels in these 10 days we didn't on this roller coaster ride for this 10 days and we vibing and everything love at first sight but you know I'm well I couldn't be love at first sight I'm not not even that type of person but I'm gonna be cautious because of my past now somebody who probably haven't had my past or maybe not have you know you know, all the trauma that, yeah, or common sense might be like, hey, we going to go down here and co-sign, you know, there's people out there, like my parents, they was like love at first sight, (laughs) type of thing they met each other the first night and they had it, kicked it off and
1: and by the way y'all her parents are still together and they're the cutest yes, people in the world they, they really in love
2: at first sight <laughs> my dad knew he she was the one that first night he met her three months later they were married and forty fifty 50 almost 50 years later they still freaking married okay so listen I it's out there like he that's her Stanley she probably could have been like okay I know this is the one love at first sight we're going to co-sign on cars houses and boats and everything else but we need to call people. her and her on the podcast and ask if she would have co-signed for <laughs> I mean, dad after 10 days <laughs> that part I probably wouldn't have bought him a soda after 10 days but it's okay that's just me <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> will you grab me a coffee when you're in there babe? nah i nah.
2: get your own coffee <laughs> give me the coffee money and I'll, I'll get it while I'm in there but you're going to give me this coffee money no but still see I'm just hesitant like I have to take it slow we're going to go real slow and then like once I get comfortable and then I don't care we vibing we got to vibe for several months of vibing you got to be consistent this thing right here like you you're, you got to be consistent and I'm gonna need more than 10 days of you being so... consistent
1: let me ask I'm sorry, y'all. My dog keeps moving my chair around again. She's um she's having a she's having a bad time with the rain outside. Uh-oh. So um, yeah, it's it's raining. If it gets much colder, it's gonna be snowing. Um See that's why I'm not but... coming to
2: the mountains. It's about <laughs> April. Maybe May. Uh <laughs> oh,
1: it's too cold. Uh listen, I understand. I um No, I don't want to leave my house when it's like this. I'm going to need about three hoodies and a a coat. You know, you're going
2: to have to buy me a couple of hoodies.
1: Listen, out here, you got to get like... You got to get like a like a an aluminum jacket thing to put on and get it warmed up by the fire before you walk to your car. By the way, I don't really have one of these things, guys. I just make it up in my head <laughs> every time I have to walk from my front door to my car that I have on this really warm aluminum jacket. And I don't. I just have on like my work jacket with another jacket on top of it. And then when I get into my car and the heat starts working properly, I peel one of them off. Um, but because of that, I
2: have like jackets such a thing in my from?
1: There should be, there should be such thing as an aluminum jacket. Um, in fact, it should be a large purchase that you make as a family. Um, I will invent remember jacket, the family
2: go-
1: Gonna have an aluminum jacket? <laughs> yes, yes, it'll be like, we'll sell family packs. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like. You might be on to something. <laughs> Like you know, you just put it in the oven or something and let it warm up for the first. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, you have I'm me too to tired eat. tonight. <laughs> put that uh, in the oven. Okay, I'm super tired tonight, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, but listen, aluminum foil doesn't burn your skin when it's been in the oven. So maybe you put your aluminum jacket in the oven and it gets warm inside, and then you take it out and it doesn't burn your skin because aluminum foil doesn't burn your skin when you touch it when you take it out of the oven. It's just so I think bug. it makes sense. Okay. I don't know what the inside would be to make it warm and not just aluminum foily. But that's a discussion for another podcast when we invent it. So inventors, so every podcast I tell somebody to reach out to me, I need people that can help me invent an aluminum jacket. For the oven, that the, you then wear to go to your car. Yeah, email Yang. Okay.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Because Yang, Yang is not a no part to, of it. <laughs> I don't want no parts of that.
2: So just email Yang.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just hit me up on the website, y'all. It's no big deal. Um, we're gonna invent it. Um. Okay. All right. Back to the discussion. Sorry. My significant other came to save me from the dog. I think so. Um. So. My next question for you, then, because uh, of everything you just said, um, and y'all, we can skip the whole jacket conversation. We can pretend I'm about to we say, "Okay,
2: you got to pull me back," because now I was
1: on. No, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> so we were talking. <laughs> we were talking about um, large purchases with your significant other, and for you, you were saying, you know, like that early in ten days in, it's a no go. Nah, homie, get your own coffee. Um, pretty much. Nah, I'm going so, to kind
2: of thirst. I might be, you know, buying my
1: water. So, let me ask you this. Why is it so easy to do a large purchase or a large, yeah, I'll say a large purchase
0: with a business partner? Why is it easier? Because y'all have a common goal. Y'all have a
2: business commitment plus a common goal. To make money.
0: A return on your investment. But isn't that what a relationship is too? Technically. I guess you can say that. But. No.
2: That's like a catch-22. Technically it is. But you don't have that personal mindset. Or that personal. In your feelings. Involved in business. This business. We're here to. Uh, Get that return on investment to make a profit. This is about money. Versus in the personal relationship, it's, it's a lot of feelings
0: involved. And see, when you bring in feelings to it, then a lot of things go out the window. A lot of things get, you know, bent. A lot of rules get bent, twisted up.
2: Some things slide underneath the table, type of thing. I guess. I
0: don't know. It's just different. I guess because it is that personal aspect of it, to me, it's just different. What do you think? I think. Um,
1: so. I think that if you're not in a relationship where you feel like. You're getting a return on your initial investment or that you can feel the same way that you feel with a business partner that you might not be in the right relationship. And and hear me out on that because I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you should think of your significant other as a business partner. I'm saying that whoever you are dealing with, uh whoever you're dealing with. You should trust them more than you trust your business partner. So here, I'm going to give you the perfect example. Okay. We actually, you and I are actually the perfect example because we decided to go in together on this podcast. You and I started a business. You know, and it may not seem like a business to other people, but it's a business to you and I. We invest time. We invest a lot of effort. We we invest money to, you know, eventually make a certain amount of money. Um, And so that's a business, you know. And me and you didn't sit down and sign a bunch of contracts. And maybe we should have, you know. But both you, you and I hold each other to such a high standard that we didn't feel the need to do that. Um plus, it's not like we bought a ten million dollar building. um we bought webcams um so <laughs> it's it's a lot different but my significant other I should always be able to trust more than you, you know yes. because that's my significant other. We share that's a home you lay
2: next to you every and night. I
1: right, you and I don't share a home. You know, so that's why I was kind of playing devil's advocate when I was bringing up the whole business thing, because, you know, if you can't get that same amount of trust out of your significant other, maybe you treat them like a business partner in the beginning. And and maybe that works for some people. I mean, I know people that have done that. You know, um, I I had a friend that dated, you know, a guy for a while and and they bought a car and During that whole time when they bought that car, they both signed a handwritten agreement, but they both signed in front of a notary that each of them owned half of that car. And when they split at the end, they had to sell that car and split the money. You know, and that was the best thing that they could have done for themselves to sign that agreement, because if not, it would have been a whoever's name it's in kind of situation. Yep. So... That's kind of the the hard part for me as an individual is people will say all the time that we are quick to trust other people in a business world and less willing to trust people in our personal lives, which is generally true. Yeah, You know, if, if I could figure out a way to open a... Hippie, gypsy, fairy, coffee, library, internet cafe out here in the mountains. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it, y'all. That's going to be the whole name of it, okay? <laughs> um, And I had to do it with a business partner. I would be completely okay because I know I could run it. I know I could make it make money. You know, um, the biggest thing for me is I don't have the initial money to open something like that. So, but if I found someone that had that kind of money that wanted to open the same thing, you know, they would have to make that initial financial investment for me to then run it, and I could do that without a problem. But those are where those kind of situations come in. But it's kind of the same with a with a relationship. Like, why do you think that people are more trusting
2: with a business partner versus their contracts. significant? So with
1: the significant other. Hmm. Contracts. That's what I think, because there's a legally binding contract that you sign as you walk into a business relationship with someone. If me and you were to go tomorrow, Sheena, and pur- purchase a building for our podcasting, then we would both have, be responsible for part of that money for that building. So naturally you and I would have a contract amongst us that should one of us quit the podcast or something like that then they would still legally be responsible for this amount of money
2: that makes sense because you think about it like you go into a business relationship and you have those contracts in place so you won't be left hanging and you have that security that you're Mm -hmm. not going to be left hanging because you have that contract in place that makes sense where you going and looking at it as a personal relationship or a personal aspect there's no contract and you don't know if you're going to be left hanging and just like Mm -hmm. the other um example you just gave they split and had to sell the car like like, that could be a really good con, like, to sign in a big purchase, because what if you don't make it? What if you do separate or go through a divorce? Then you have to figure out what you're going to do about this big purchase. How are we going to divide it or how it's going to impact it? Because big purchases impact people for long term. Like, if you go in with someone that you're not married to and buy a house and you got break up, then who... You know, you have to dissolve that house. You have to do a lot of things, too. It's hell trying to dissolve it when you're married and then you have this house with someone you're not even married to. And, well, I mean, there's people out here that does it. And I know there's a bunch of people who go and buy houses with people that they're not in a long-term relationship with or committed a relationship in. And then you break up a month or a couple months down the line and then you're looking at it like, what am I going to do with this big-ass purchase that I just bought? Yep.
0: That's and a lot that's, of wasted
2: time and a waste of money. But I think that there's people are hesitant in their personal life because there's not that security. There's not that contract. That contract gets us
1: like a security blanket. If we have right, more of a security. The only, thing, the only thing consistent at all in life is change. You know, and it doesn't matter how good of a person you are, how nice you are, how much money you make. If that person's not the right person for you, it's not going to work. You know, I, I'm not cocky by far, so don't ever think that, but I, I know who I am as a person. I know how good of a person I am. So for someone to say like, oh, Amanda, it's your fault. Your relationship with your husband didn't work. They can kiss my butt because I'm a good person. I know I'm a good, and I'm not saying he's a bad person. You know, I'm simply saying him and I were not meant for each other. Right. I get that. So it was never going to work no matter how much we put into it, no matter how much we tried, no matter what we would have done, it would have never worked because I was not able to find my soulmate until after him. Right. You know, and honestly, like even as a logical person now, I... I love love. I don't know if y'all know what that means or understand what that means, but I am the kind of, yeah, that's what I feed off of. If I'm loved correctly at home, I am the best version of me I can possibly be in every other aspect of my life. I really am if if my love life at home is going to crap or i'm super single then i'm distracted and and it shows in my work and and everything else that i do because i'm not the best version of me um and that's just it, it is who i am it's always going to be who i am um because of my mental illnesses and that's okay because i found someone who understands that um and is who is able to provide that I get that. Um but even with that being said, it doesn't mean there's not those same moments. You know, he um I don't talk about my personal life with people, which is I think one of the biggest rules of life. Um, you know, besides like calling my friends saying so and so is annoying. Um you know, that's <laughs> I I usually call a sister y'all, she's tired of hearing it. Um mm-hmm. But, oh, so, so it's <laughs> annoying. They acting like a poopy head today. Well, and it's funny because I usually just say he's acting like your dad, and because <laughs> her mom always says her dad's annoying. Um, <laughs> so, um, but that's kind of what it comes down to. With with we don't I don't talk about my personal life, so people don't know like what my boyfriend does or or how he makes money or any of those things because we don't discuss things outside of the home outside of the home Mm -hmm. and so being that we don't do stuff like that people have no idea you know where his money comes from or what he does and people will be like well amanda you're out trying to do all this on your own and i'm like you have no idea like because it's not like that um but that's what what people see, what they want to see, and believe what they want to believe. That's what oh, happens. Oh yeah, they
2: assume they people
1: assume if you don't tell your business, they'll make it up for you. Right, which is absolutely hilarious to me. I love <laughs> hearing rumors about myself. Um, say what I you can want actually, give, I, I can give I you a dance. really good opinion, like oh, an opinion, a rumor that started about me, and it was here in this town. It completely blew my mind. Really. Um, So, and I found it out because one of my tenants told me that one of my other tenants had told everyone that on the weekends, I dance for money. (laughs) And I was just like, have you seen me? Like, do I look like I got like a dancing for money on the weekends kind of body? Like, I don't. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's
2: interesting.
1: <laughs> like I don't know. Maybe if I guess if I was um, you know, dancing at the the Atlanta Little People's Club or the.
2: <laughs> oh, that's that's hilarious. I I don't I don't even care if people make up stories about me. I like. Oh, to, I don't you know, either. Cause I'm a writer, I'm an author. Like, shoot, give me some ideas. Like, really, this right. is about me. I'm gonna use that in the next story. What you talking about? <laughs> that's a good idea, right there. I need some ideas, so go ahead and talk about me. I ain't care. At least I know that's true. And only person that I'm worried about judging me is the man upstairs and everybody else. Kiss my
1: butt. I don't care. So I need to tell you something really funny about that saying. What's that? I. We lived in a duplex when I was younger, like 91. So I would have been six-ish. We lived in like a duplex, six or seven. And my dad would make comments here and there, and he would say the man upstairs. My brain was convinced that there was another man that lived in our house. And that I just didn't know where he was. And like maybe (laughs) when I was upstairs, he was downstairs. But it used to bother me really bad, at least like mess with my anxiety when people would say the man upstairs, because my brain was like, how come everybody else can see this man except for me? (laughs) So when you just said that just now, it kind of brought back that anxiety that I had as a kid. (laughs) Like, oh my God, the man upstairs, who is he? (laughs) Oh, that was so funny. Oh Um, my God. (laughs) But, um, but no, so I mean, back to making large purchases The the topic, of we're going to go ahead. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move into cons. Cause we're kind of already there. I mean, the biggest con is you don't know how much you can trust your significant other. What if they have, and this is just me, but what if they have a different way of spending than you? Like, Here, I can give you the best example ever. I have a friend, um, no names, um, but I have a friend, and she's married. And she, um, she tries to budget and plan out all of her money and her expenses so that she can make sure that money is allocated correctly for the bills and the food and the kids and stuff like that. So... Um she married a man without knowing that he feels like if the money's in the bank it can be spent.
0: Well see, that's what you have to figure out
2: during the y'all these what y'all call these dating phase. And right. I don't understand like people don't want to have these hard questions in the but relationship when is it proper to
1: have that hard conversation like i can tell you that girl as early as the first date because if y'all not compatible oh, all right have you had that conversation with your significant other about finances about how, if they're the saving kind or if they're going to plan or budget or oh, what yes. they do with their money and it why why they shouldn't spend their money on ridiculous things. Yes. Now do y'all see eye to eye on those things? Yes. Do you really? And I only ask that because you just rolled your eyes on live video. I did. said that to everybody. So I just want to make sure that you know that you did that before this video goes on the entire internet. Um. I didn't roll my eyes.
0: (laughs) I was... (laughs) No. Girl, you know what you made me think about?
2: Been, oh, my God. This other job I used to work on, and we used to be in meetings all the time. And people used to be like, Shinny, did you see your facial expression in that meeting? it's like, <laughs> did I see my facial expression? Like, no, I didn't see my own facial expression. Like, how was my face? She was like, you should see. Everybody be cracking up at me in, my, um, in meetings because of my, what my face does. Listen, my face does stuff. <laughs> anyway, that made me feel like, I'll be like, really? I really didn't mean that, but my face got a mono on. My face does whatever it wants to do. And
1: so, no, but I think that's super good that y'all have had that conversation. I can tell you that I have been with my significant other for over three years now. You know, we're doing good, we're in a healthy relationship, a very healthy relationship. Um, we cohabitate. Which, for those who don't know what that means, it means we live in the same house. um, And we, you know, put all of our money into one big bucket. Not literally. We have a bank account. Well, I have a bank account. He has a bank account, you know. So, um, we use banks, not a bucket. Um, Him and I have never had the conversation. I think it might be good, though. Listen, it really might be good. So, we have we be have better. the... I have a jar that says what the IRS missed <laughs> that we put all of our change in. Maybe that's my bucket. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, um, and that's one of the biggest things is we haven't had that conversation, but we've also never been in a situation where we've needed to either. There's not been any very large purchases. I think the biggest purchase that we've had is individuals like together was deciding to rent the house we rent um but i think you should have people should have that conversation early
2: on so you know what type of person that they are like what type of they're on the same level as you just i just think that's needed because like i've been through that with my ex like He was the type of person that he's going to live above his means. He's going to spend every dime. As long as he had it to spend, he's going to spend it. Me, I'm more conservative. Like, I like to have a plan, a savings. I like to budget, save, and put my money up. I don't like to spend all of it. Just because it's sitting there doesn't mean it needs to be sent. Because you right. never know what might come up. You might have you a know, tire blowout with everything. If you spend everything else and you don't have no money, to your tire blowout in the middle of the week. And then you're looking at like... And I hate to go ask people for money. So it's like, you shouldn't spend all of... Live above your means. So it's like, that's right. clashing. So we, that's why we had the bigger... Uh, one of our biggest problems with finances. Because we always clash. We always bumped heads. With me, I want to have my money in the savings account you know for that rainy day but he was like oh we have the money let's just go spend it and buy tvs and this stuff that we don't really need because we're living above our means so that's why i said like going into any other relationship or any relationship like that conversation should be held early on so you know what type of person so you know that you're not compatible with somebody you're more conservative You probably shouldn't be dating somebody who's going to be out here living above their means and not even thinking about, you
0: know, saving a penny. Just thinking.
1: So there's two things I want to say to what you just said. Number one is him and I never had that conversation, but I will tell you, you know, we've been living together now for two years. We've been dating for three, living together for two and, and living together for those two. I probably know his spending habits way better than he knows mine. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean that in a negative way at all. I'm just out of the house a lot because of the jobs that I work. Um, and so he doesn't see my little everyday purchases. Like, you know, he doesn't, I don't tell him every time I get gas and stuff like that. Um, whereas... I know that if he has $20 on Tuesday and I come to him 10 days later and I say, hey, babe, can I have $20? He's going to still have it because unless he is absolutely forced to, he saves money better than anyone I know. Um, so it's great for me, um, and I know that about him. And I also know if he spent that $20, he spent it on something like, oh, I had to fix the lawnmower or you know, <laughs> something that had to be done. So that's the kind of the good part is you do learn their habits if you don't have that conversation. And I'm not really good with, I don't want to say confrontational conversations, but I'm not good with conversations that make me super passionate because I will come off very mean. And even though I'm just trying to be direct, I don't know how to calm myself down, I guess is the best way to put it. I don't know how to tone it down you know, to have that conversation there's like a lot it would of be people out like...
2: There like that that avoid the conversation because they don't want to have an issue with confrontation or being direct or feel like they're gonna be starting an an argument if they say something about spending or something but it shouldn't that so, be, but y'all should be, if you're in a relationship with someone if you're in a committed relationship one well, you should be on some type of comfort level to have these difficult conversations with like because so this- and
1: me and him I think the reason me and him never really had it is this was the same man that was getting paid and handing me money as he was getting paid you know and I don't mean that in a in a like negative way whatsoever but every time he made money he gave me money like here put this up or here this is towards whatever you need a afford for this so from the beginning Anytime he had money, he was handing it to me. So I never felt the need to be like, okay, how are you going to help with us financially grow? Because every time he had it, it was being handed, you know? So I I think in my brain, I didn't want to have that conversation to reassert something he was already doing, because then it just kind of sounds like nagging. You know what I mean? But I agree that the conversation should be had. I come, I a 100- hundred, I wholeheartedly agree. I also agree that, you know, you're talking earlier about not only do you need to have that conversation in committed relationship, but you need to have that conversation just in general. Like mm-hmm. even with your friends. Like if you have friends to go out shopping every weekend and they have the means to do that, you need to just be like, hey, man, I'm not that person you know i don't oh, have yeah. the kind of means to go shopping every week i got bills <laughs> some people um you, there's a
2: bunch of good scenarios in life there's a hard conversations you don't never you don't want to have but need to be had and right. it just saves you a lot of heartache just like if you go out with a group of friends and and do you need to know we're going to split the check? Who's, if we pay each man for themselves or are we going in on that? So that need to be said before we sit down and order. Like, how are we splitting the bill or is every man for himself? Because it's not going to happen is this person over here run up $200 worth of shit, they ordering wine and everything, and then we sitting here have to split and then I only got a salad. No, this is not going to happen. So I'm going to pay for my salad and walk out. Because this conversation wasn't had in the beginning. Like, that's how I'm budgeting. Like, if I'm walking to a restaurant, I'm budget. I'm on the budget. So we have to have this conversation ahead of time. And this should be like that in relationships. Like, especially if you're in a committed relationship with someone, you should be on a comfortable level if you're going to be on the commitment to have those hard conversations like, hey, I want to go out and buy this. Or, hey, we're going to spend money on this. Or, Do we need to sit down and talk about this because I have this coming
1: up right see and that's the the open communication thing is the biggest thing and that's part of the cons honestly like if you also are in a relationship where there's not open communication at all times then how do you really do that like how do you randomly bring up like you can't you can't get a car with somebody and have a car note and be too afraid to tell them that it's due
2: that's ridiculous so I know there's probably somebody out there that's probably like that,
1: but that No, absolutely not. Listen, I know thousands of girls right now under the age of 21 that probably have co-signed on some dude to get a car, and they are too afraid to tell him that he needs to pay the bill. Listen,
2: if you're um, too afraid to say it verbally, then you should put it in a message, but it should be said some kind of way. Hey, right. add it to his calendar, but shit, it should be said. Don't you, what you going to do?
1: Pay it yourself? Mm-mm. See, and that's the problem. Like the biggest con that I can think of in large purchases in a situation like that, like when you're married, of course, large purchases are going to happen. But at that point you were as, as one, you know what I mean? So it's a little bit different, but when you're just in a relationship with somebody, large purchases need to have a side contract. There needs to be a logical end game just in case things don't work, and if you don't have that like i I love my significant other, you know, regardless if we get married next year or thirty years from now or never, that is who I plan to spend my life with.
2: cool, I got a devil advocate question,
1: okay, I just one have a second
2: question.
1: go ahead. All I was going to say really quick was if him and I bought a house together next year, I would ask him to sign a a side contract. Not to be dirty, not to be grimy, but that – and all I wanted to say is that we both have the option to buy each other out or whoever is the one that creates the reason for the breakup should be the one to leave. And that the other person has the option to buy them out or – you sell the house and split the profits. Yeah.
2: I mean I, I, I co sign on that. I mean, that's only fair. Even if you're married, you probably should have some type of um verbiage uh, contract in place of so that. Like if you you know, we
1: end up getting divorced, what are we gonna do with the house? Right. You know, how are we Yeah, if you did it all it? from the beginning, then you wouldn't have to There's I no mean, question. honestly you could put it in a prenup.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then there's no, uh, so what issue. was your question? Oh, girl, I gotta remember now. You know, my brain set up. No, I now remember. <laughs> girl, I'm gonna say it's almost after 12, almost 12, my brain set up. But I was gonna ask, do you consider loaning out money as a large purchase, or if your significant other decided to say, hey. I loaned this money out to one of his friends or whatever
1: and didn't tell you, or does that consider,
2: you know, a large purchase or
1: something that needs to be discussed? Absolutely think. So I can tell you, um, so my significant other had a family member that needed to borrow some money before. And before I would loan it to that family member, I went to him and I was like, hey, This is the max amount that your family member would need to borrow from us. This would be the minimum. Are you okay with both of those numbers? And if not, what number are you okay with? And what kind of repayment system are you okay with? And we had that discussion in full disclosure from the beginning because I was super afraid um, that it would come back to haunt me if I didn't. And the last thing you want to do is go to your significant other later and say, Hey, I did this, my bad. You know what I mean? So I completely think that's a discussion that should be had upfront from the beginning. What's your opinion on that? Do you think like, okay, let's here, I'll give you an example. Let's say, let's say I I called you you know, you know, me and you are super close. Um, we're, you know, um talking all the time, 24 seven. So let's say I called you and I said, Hey, can I borrow $200? till next day, would you then call your, and her dynamic is different. Her and her significant other don't live in the same house yet. So they're not splitting all the bills and things like that, but y'all have been dealing. And I don't even know, exactly what level her and her significant other are on like we don't really talk all of that personal stuff so but with the level that y'all are on would that be a conversation you would call him and have with him before you made a decision with me
0: yes okay only because i would say yes because we have
2: some future plans together so that type of commitment on myself is going to like overflow and trickle on our future plans that we have and we're making together. So I would, out of respect for our relationship and our plans that we have, that we're making together, I would be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. This is how I can work it into the budget. This is how it's going to affect my thing, our thing, and whatnot like that, and just give, make him abreast of it and get his opinion and make sure that he's cool with it going forward. But if it's like, you know, something you just dating and y'all don't have no future plans together, then your money is your money. You can do what you want to do. But if you're in that type of relationship or commitment, you have that where you're, even if you're not married, but y'all have a commitment where y'all working for something, I think it's out of respect
1: should be brought to that person. But it all depends on what type of relationship a uh, relationship you have do you think that and i'm actually asking this for a reason do you think he would do the same yeah so i'm going to say that i think you're wrong but not for any not because of him i don't know him enough to say that you know what i mean um i have found that a lot of men think very differently on that subject Mm. To them, it's more like if the person needs to borrow a large amount of money or you need to help them with the loan for the person, that they feel the need to have that conversation. And I'm the kind of person where if I loan you $5, I'm telling my significant other, like, hey, I loaned so and so five bucks, you're going to pay me back next Friday. <laughs> You know, yeah,
2: I'm different, but I get that because, like, my ex like would not tell me. Like, he would tell me after the fact, like, "Oh, so that's how my days. significant oh, other I'd be, is." I'd be like, "Uh, oh, where's your half of the rent? Oh, I had to borrow, let some someone borrow it, and I ain't got it." Like, what so but, that's how my
1: significant other is too.
2: <laughs> so, so I get that. Like, my ex would never. They, I would always find
1: out after the fact. So, I get that.
0: Um.
2: Dang, I totally just lost my train of thought.
1: Has but, so I'm I'm gonna call you out on something. Okay. Has there ever been a purchase larger than a couple hundred dollars that your current partner made without your knowledge? Until after.
0: I already know the answer to this one, so I'm just waiting. You got me thinking. So she said, yeah, I already know.
2: Now I'm thinking, like...
1: And my whole point behind it... You don't even have to answer it. My whole point behind it is because men think differently. I really think that we should rehab this conversation with a man on one day. To see how... I want to say
2: no, but, like, I'm thinking, like, has... Like...
0: Has he really? Lottery. Oh. Well, that... I would consider a big purchase, though. Yeah, if it's more than a couple hundred dollars, you don't think it's a big purchase? Um, I don't think that's a big purchase because I already factored that in.
1: But that's kind of my point, though. Like but, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't call you and say, "Hey, I'm running here." And get a couple hundred dollars right. in scratch offs, or you know what I mean, or I'm gonna run in here. I don't. I don't even know exactly how much money or anything like that, y'all. I made all that part up. Um, but he doesn't call you about those things because men think differently about those kinds of things. Like if your brother had five hundred dollars in his pocket and he went to the flea market and they were selling an eighty inch TV for four hundred bucks, do you think he's calling me first?
0: Hell yeah. You don't think so? Not if he's already got the cash on him. He
1: ain't making hey, that well, call. But you probably already gave him the green light to spend it. Well, I mean, so I don't want to. We, I don't live in cash. I hate. I personally hate cash. If you give me cash, I'm gonna spend it because it's there and I want it out of my wallet. Um, um, I'm the complete
2: opposite. I'd rather oh, have I, cash so I can budget I hate myself. If I'm with my debit card, I'm going to keep swiping it, and then I'm going to be
0: like... Oh, see, I won't.
1: I'm the exact opposite. I hate to swipe my debit card. So that's it's easier for me to save if I don't have cash on me. Uh, But with him, it's more of a, well, I already have the money. You know, so yeah, I guess kind of maybe he feels like it's a green light because that amount of money is still in his possession and not in an account or something like that. That he's like, okay, I'm gonna do this, but it, I, I really think that men have a different opinion, and we I need would to really to get a love... man
2: on so we can ask these questions because I want to know why. All right, y'all so Are any men like, watching right now? Why do you feel like let me look discuss? They big the, purchases. All with, of our with platforms and see if... Why? Because they think they're the man of the house and they brought in a certain amount of money to
0: the table so they had the right to spend it without discussing with us. Maybe. Yeah. That actually makes sense.
1: Okay, so we don't have any men across the platform watching right now that I can see. So... That's okay, though. We will definitely get a man's opinion and hopefully get that man to give us some kind of insight on if men think differently than women do on this category because we don't really know. I'm just
2: uh, making assumptions, probably because men think that women should submit to them, that they can make decisions about the money without asking the
0: significant other
2: because they might think
0: that women... Um, I hate to say beneath them, but and they don't have to. And it's their money. I don't know.
1: I'm just rambling. That that was my. I wish he would face just so just so <laughs> with would guys. That was I my. I wish he would. Mm-hmm.
0: That,
1: I'm
2: just was to my, think, like, that was would my. That was my face.
1: <laughs> uh, a reason
2: why they wouldn't discuss purchasing.
1: I don't know. That's interesting it is and it's really interesting that you will definitely get an answer you know that's an answer i feel like somebody that rewatches or re-listens to the podcast yeah or we need like to uh, that. post that on the page like after I we will. do the uploads uploads post that question yeah i'll get that question out there today so hopefully we can get some answers now i do want to let y'all know there's a couple of things that are going on as we close out today's podcast we got some announcements coming out this week um, One of those announcements is Ying Yang, the podcast, is moving to 8 p.m. on Saturdays, starting the first of the year. So January 6th, our first podcast for the year, will be at 8 p.m. We're going to move to an earlier time, get more of y'all on here and interacting with us. That way, it's kind of good for everybody on the East and West Coast. Um, So 8 p.m. starting in January. And then there'll be a couple more announcements coming out throughout the week. Just keep an eye on the page. And... As far as that goes, y'all have a wonderful night. We're going to sign off. Two people.
0: Two people. Two opinions. Real talk. Talk Talk to y'all later. Thanks. Bye-bye.